Well, good morning and welcome to Around the House. My name is Scott Brokamp, owner and founder of His Security and Technology. And uh, man, what a beautiful day it is this morning. I mean, the temperatures are just amazing. I, uh, it, it's one of those days that if I was you listening and sitting at home, I would definitely be sitting outside with my cup of coffee this morning. Uh, as been announced it's going to be a beautiful day today maybe not so much tomorrow hopefully that rain will come in and get out of here before uh monday i got a tea time monday morning with my father who's in town so you know i'm hoping for <clears throat> maybe we'll get that all passed out of here there's a little bit going on around town today like always uh the men's baseball team gets into action in the ncaa super regionals down in hadesburg mississippi they'll be playing southern miss this afternoon at 3 p.m on espnu you can catch john wilkerson's call of the game on our sister station wnml the sports animal a lot of people think the vols deserve to host the super regionals but uh you know hey whatever right uh keep hello wind column there you go baby that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that was, I don't know. That's that's a whole, that's a whole conversation. We'd probably do a whole show on why we didn't host a Super Regional, but uh, you know what? Let's just go in there and get the W and don't worry about it. Keep Knoxville Beautiful is having a June spruce up day from 10 to noon today. They're picking up litter and removing graffiti from the Knoxville Firefighters Association building on North Central Street. Uh, all materials are supplied. Just show up in the closed-toed shoes and bring your work gloves. We don't want you losing a toe or picking up debris or whatever you may run into. Knox County Parks and Recs puts on a second Saturday concert each month this summer. Tonight's concert is at Clayton Park on Norris Freeway in Halls, featuring full-service band from Austin, Texas. The free show starts at 6. That's right. It's free. Bring a lawn chair and enjoy their quirky feel-good groove. For more information on all the events happening around town today, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. <clears throat> well, if you were listening last week, you'll know we kicked off uh, a series for June, and it is National Homeownership Month. It's a celebration of one of the most important steps in living the American dream, and that's owning your own home. For the entire month of June, Around the House is focusing on the journey to buying and moving into your new home. I'm going to be talking with experts about various aspects of the entire real estate transaction. My first guest this morning, Mr. Josh Sanderson from Smith Build Homes. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, you were, uh, I don't know what's it been, a couple of months ago or so, two or three months you were on and... Uh, it was it, dark outside. That's how long it, ago it was. It was dark outside. <laughs> yeah. It is not today. No, it was perfect. Thank goodness right that sunrise coming into the studio was amazing. Yes. Uh, but it was uh, around the Home Builders Home Show. And and when you were here, we were talking a little bit uh, about how really you guys, I, I'm just going to say that you, you kind of court and help new home buyers through the process with so many useful tools. Absolutely. And uh, and you had mentioned to me then, like you know, we need to do a new home buyer show. Yes. So guess what? Here we are. Here we are. Perfect. Thank you. <clears throat> so, um, I, what are what are the first steps? I mean, if I'm a oh, new man. home buyer, what am I looking? What what do I need to do? What do I need to be oh, mindful man. of? 
let's dive right into it. Um, well, I mean, we might as well. Absolutely. You need no further introductions, right? Nope. Um, <laughs> knowing what you want, if you need what your family needs, what your lifestyle needs, how long you're going to stay in this house, what identifying what you need and then pursuing it, whether it's a production builder like Smith built, um, or it's a custom builder building on a vacant lot somewhere. Mm. Um, or if you, what kind of community you want to be in just knowing what the lifestyle is because buying a house is, um, an emotional decision. It is an investment. It is the largest investment you'll make in your life. And it, you need, you need to take it very serious and plan for it. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely. And if, and if you listened to the show last week, um, we had Ken green in here, our, our realtor, uh, of the months that we were discussing that emotional process and, and really kind of the consultation that she will go through with clients oh, yeah. to help answer those questions, figure it out, right? What are the things that are important and, and what are the things that, you know, can be fixed and changed. And, and so, uh, you really, you hit the nail on the head with that one. It is probably other than marriage, yes, probably one of the most emotional decisions I know that I've ever made. Um, moving, planning a wedding, getting married. Yes. And buying a house are all very stressful checkpoints in your life. <laughs> they really are. Yes. Aren't they? they really are. But you hit the, you also would come in that um, knowing what can be fixed and can be fixed. One thing I want to tell, especially first-time homebuyers, we start with dirt and we we finish the house completely. Anything can be fixed within reason. Uh, other than picking up a concrete slab and moving it, anything can be fixed. The sheetrock, the cabinets. It, builders make mistakes and there's mistakes made every day, but you can be fixed. So the emotion of it's not getting a it's not it's like buying a new car. Anything on it can be fixed. Right. Well, in you know, and I think we see it a lot too, right? Uh, as if you're building a home in particular, you, you get to make some choices. Yes. And and especially if it's your first time, if it's your first home, it's hard to make those choices. It's you overwhelming. Don't know. You don't know because you're not, it's, I'm in it every day, obviously, but you got a nurse or you got a teacher, you got these people that are in these occupations that don't think about it. And um, it, it it's almost overwhelming for them to, one not get buyer's remorse once they sign the contract i feel like you're 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 so excited and then you sign the contract oh man it's it's instantly your your mood changes um it, you we build you back up but right i think you get a lot of people get buyer's remorse after signing that contract well you know you're you've you've agreed to pay the money and now oh, yeah. and now it's wait yeah yeah now, yeah it is it is <laughs> well and and i think there's some things uh obviously we're going to talk about with that but you know, to me, one of the things that I really I think is important is when, again, in that first time home buyer, new home process, even if it's not, it may be your 50th home, no matter what, you don't always know what paint needs to be on the wall. No. You don't know what color. No. But you know what? The thing about it is that can change. Absolutely. That's so simple to change, right? And and I know you deal with it, and, and I hear it because I deal with a lot of new homeowners. And it's like, you know, there's there's all these topics of conversation about paint, you know? And it's like, change it. You can. Just change it. You can paint over it. It's simple enough. It is. But that, that brings us kind of to that point, right? If you're, if you're going to be building a new home, then it's about having the right expectation and knowing what that process is going to look like yes. and clear-cut communication of how that process will flow. Yeah, one of the 
set your expectations, and it's on the builder too and their sales representative to manage the buyer's expectations of how the builder works because everyone in their occupation doesn't want someone just standing behind them telling them, I think you made a mistake here. Here's a mistake here. So talking with the builder or their sales representative, um, to how do you communicate with the builder during the process? Mm. Um, in managing, knowing the checkpoints, you know, after sheetrock, right. no electrical changes can be made after, uh, once the slab or foundations in, obviously you're not moving the house. So, um, builders know what they're doing, but buyers that are, concerned and want to express their concern need to understand that the builder most likely or should have a process in place of how you want to communicate with that builder at the time um smith built for example once you're under contract with us we have a system that it's a portal you can go in there type your question and it goes to the actual builder the superintendent of the subdivision that's building the house and it goes to the sales representative it goes to the mortgage company it goes to everyone that's involved in the transaction to answer the question um and we get a lot of questions of just um We've never been shocked by the question. It, it could be shocking to someone on the outside, <laughs> that if, but we've never been shocked because these our buyers are not in construction every day. So um, they don't understand the process, which we get, but they're our customer. We want to take care of them, relieve them of their, of their um, concerns during the process and make sure we give them a good house. Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, Josh, we are unfortunately up to our first break here. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about those expectations and, and kind of working through the emotional roller coaster uh, of the process of building a new home. And if you've got questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to give us a call or text 865-656-8255. I am Scott Brokamp, and we'll be right back here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful morning. Sun shining in the window here at the studio. Wish we were outside. I know, man. Chris, can you get that? You think you can put that in uh, the request box, you know, an outdoor gazebo studio or something like that? What do you think? You should be able to make that happen, right? I don't want to make like, write any checks I can't cash, but... Uh, it's possible. Anything possible. Things. I mean, uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, could you? I would imagine Bob would love to be outside doing his show, especially if you bring him a couple of snakes. He'll be happy with that. <laughs> if you're referring to that one fundraiser <laughs> thing he did a few years ago, I mean, I was I was out there engineering that. So yeah, I was I right know. there for it. That was a blast. Wasn't it, it was. It was. Oh my goodness! All right. So sorry to sorry to go down that. Uh, I don't know. Rabbit I hate hole. to call it a rabbit hole when we're talking about <laughs> snakes, but it is what it is. So uh, if you were listening in the first segment, we've got Josh Sanderson here from Smith Build Homes, and, and we're talking about that new home process. So this whole entire month, we are going through and discussing uh, homeownership month, and it is a celebratory month because, well, quite frankly, homeownership is a huge deal, and well... I just be honest, unfortunately, now it's even more of a huge deal because it's so daggum hard to come by a house. 
Um, so, you know, I guess we need to sell it. We're going to have to celebrate this for a whole entire quarter, maybe going forward next year. We'll get that up to the president, see what they have to say. But, uh, so last week we talked about some of those initial steps, finding a realtor, finding a mortgage person, getting that pre-approval. And so basically today we're at a point that we've decided that, uh, well, we're going with a new home construction and, uh, and we've, we've chosen, uh, Josh Sanderson and his team over at Smith built homes. And Josh is, is walking us through some of these things to be mindful of some of the pitfalls and, well, we talked in the first segment about managing expectations and, and having a roadmap. And I think that's so vital because if I know I've got to make this decision before drywall goes up, then I've got a timeline. Absolutely. And I see it all the time with builders that they they don't make that clear-cut timeline. And then it kind of creates their own problem. Yeah, I think good builders understand that um, those checkpoints and those thresholds um, are critical to making a completion date and getting that home buyer into that house. That's one of the things we pride ourselves on. And um, when we set a closing date or a completion date, we know that when you sign that contract, you're planning the rest of your life. I mean, you got you got planning around vacation, kids' schools, moving, utility. You got to plan around all that. So us moving dates around does not help the timeline doesn't help with us doesn't help with the buyer so uh, making sure we stick to those thresholds and checkpoints to get that house done is very critical and i think good builders understand that that roadmap um and explaining that to the buyer showing them that roadmap here's how we move forward here's here's the checkpoints we got to make to make sure we can get you in that house on time yeah, and it's, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, you, you've you got to have a really good crystal ball to make this happen. Especially with the East Tennessee weather, it is. It's it, tough. It is. I mean, you you know, I, I remember, well, I don't remember what it was now. I, I'm old. I don't remember things very well. It was a few years back. And, I mean, we just had unprecedented, like, a month long of rain. Yes. And you couldn't start a project. You couldn't get footers in. You couldn't get slabs in. You you, you just couldn't get anything done. You're exactly right. We, um, so we we signed contracts six months out. So we're starting to sign contracts in November and December completion dates. And we, we can't sign up as many as we normally do in June and July because we know one, the days are shorter and two, just the, the weather starting November one is iffy. And then November 15th, it's wet from there to March. Mm. So yeah, we, uh, and getting, you gotta get yards in driveways poured. It is a mess in the um, fourth quarter of the year, the last two months of the year. It's a mess. <laughs> It, it is. I, I know one thing that the push, no matter what, is we want it in the dry by yeah. November 1. I mean, that's that's 100%. just the end of the day. It, and the buyers are emotional, too, about um, you've got the holidays right there, too. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's uh, we we had a lot of closings between New Year's Day and Christmas or Christmas Day and New Year's Day last year. And it was um, it didn't go. The buyer wasn't happy at closing table. We weren't happy. Ourselves weren't happy. It Mm. was because they were so wet. We couldn't get stuff done. So we're going to try to avoid making that mistake this year and try to not close so many between those short week. And, and, you know, and that's just it. When you when you're working with a good quality builder who is able to help you manage those expectations, make you aware of these pitfalls. Right. Even though you're setting that expected closing date that's that's an estimated closing date yes and 
it, you know, and it's difficult. It's difficult for all parties, right? The the builder has the initial onset financial investment on the project. the The new home buyer is juggling the the insurance, the move in particular, and maybe a contingency of a house sale. And so there are so many moving parts that are involved in that process. And um, look, man, I, I just, I mean, I, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. And and that is that is an art. It's it, a fine art to not, be able to make a job. for everyone. No, it's not. It is a... Um, like you said, it's a roadmap, and you're constantly um, rerouting on that roadmap sometimes. So, it, it, it again, and it kind of comes back to those expectations, right? We know this is this is an emotional process. Uh, I mean, my wife and I, we built a house recently, and it was the first house that I've ever built or had built. The last house you're going to build? Uh <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see. You know, it depends on how many projects I feel like doing, right? I'm getting too old for this. I understand. Uh, But, you know, there's that, okay, we've signed a contract. We're so excited. And then it's that lull. It is. It's that wait. And that's when that buyer's remorse or that, did we make the right decision? All that, those crazy thoughts come creeping in. What we see, and we we show them that that emotional roller coaster on the website, and once they're under contract, what they can expect mostly, not trying to tell people how they feel, but we've been doing it long enough. This is the feedback we've been getting. Once, while that house is being framed, it's so exciting. While the house is being, they're walking through it, they're looking at it. It's once it's sheetrocked, they're like, oh my goodness, what mistake did we make? And then it's a waiting game. It seems like it's not going fast enough because you can't see what's actually going in. Right. You see that house being built. You see that thing pop up. You're like, okay, that's they're making progress. And then it seems like they're not making progress from sheetrock on. But um, yeah, and buyers, what about this? And as you have that wait time, all you can do is your mind will just start spinning. Sure. What about this? What about that? What about this? So it's it's buyer's remorse but we we we, we build you back up we we'll, we'll get you excited and then once the yard goes in the driveway's in smiles on the face yeah yeah then it's then it's getting exciting well at least smiles until moving day huh, moving day i dread that for everybody nobody likes moving day no. uh you know that's why a part of this segment for this month we are going to have uh, a mover on the show because uh, i'm just going to tell you I always used to say, I, I hate paying somebody something that I can do myself. But then after owning a business for quite some time, I've understand the value of, of my time Yes, and in the value of my family's time and your back. Well, okay. You know, you had to go there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but really when I put it into perspective, um, being able to have somebody who is experienced at doing this every single day, right? We joke in my family that I'm like the Jenga of packing. I can I can pack like a champ, okay? But unloading it, getting it to the right place and all, nah, forget it. So I, we actually, we paid a mover to move. Uh, and it was, that was a very emotional experience. Let me tell you, it was very emotional for me because I, I'm just, it's how I was raised. You don't pay somebody to do something that you can do yourself. And so, anyway, we got through the process, and I was so happy. I was so grateful that we did. It took so much stress off of our situation. It was unbelievable. So, I, I think moving is one of those things you have to do it once yourself to really appreciate. First-time homebuyers, I think, will try to conquer it themselves on their first move-in, and then 
after that, I think the moving company comes into the conversation. Uh, let me tell you, when I moved into my first house, it wasn't a hard move because I didn't have, have anything. That's true. It's moving out of it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, I'm working with a client right now, and she's literally moving into a house, and she is going to be merging three houses into this one house and they're all three in different states oh. uh it, it's you know it's amazing it's really but uh anyway so having having somebody along by your side right and having like you said that portal that ability to have the questions answered when the questions come up again like you mentioned earlier this is these are people who don't do this every day. Exactly. This is not their job. Building houses and knowing the process of how this goes, this is not their job. No. And so really your job is to help them understand it's not their job and this is where we're at and this is the process and this is what to expect. And it, as we all know, I mean, that's difficult, right? It is. It's, it's difficult to every day, you know, explain your job that you, we're the, a professional home builder. So, trying to explain that to the general public or the people that are customers under contract that we do this every day and we will make mistakes, but yeah. we will fix them. Um, and I think every good builder in this town, um, we do have a lot of good builders are like that. Yeah. I, look, I don't care what you do, no matter what your profession is, you're going to make mistakes. Yes. It's going to happen. And, and just like I tell my clients and potential clients, you know, the, the biggest thing that I can assure you is that when mistakes happen, we're going to be there to take care of it no matter what. So I think that's a very important scenario. We've all heard stories of somebody hired a builder, they got so far along and now the builders MIA and, and it, it can be a horrible situation. Yeah. And I think you back to our first segment of understanding the process and choosing the good builder. You're not just going to, you're going to research the builder, research their communities and research what they've built in the past, just to know that you're getting, what you're getting on the not only just a good marketer there's good marketers out there and there's good builders out there and there's people that do both but right um yeah finding that reputable person that knows what they're doing is um the first step and the most important step yeah absolutely uh well we're going to take a short break we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about what we should be doing in this process um, while the house is being built. And then, uh, and then we're going to talk about some of those most important things to know once you get in. We'll be right back here on Around the House on so News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful morning this morning. Uh, hope it stays nice and cool as it is this morning. I've so I mentioned my father's in town, so uh, well we're we're gonna have to go uh, play a little golf today. Uh, get ready for the Home Builders Golf Tournament that's coming up this next week. Anyway, as we're talking uh, new home ownership or home ownership month, the celebratory month of owning a home, and uh, it's become a a harder and harder feat to be able to accomplish. It seems like these days. Um, but luckily, we do have home builders like Josh Anderson from Smith Built, who is able to, um, well, they're able to, quite frankly, have the relationships with the community and the town to be able to get some communities in place. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed living here in East Tennessee, but 
if you live in a community, most of your neighbors are not from here. That's the truth. And it's it's harder and harder for our local families to find new homes. Um, and so it's it you know it is important that we have home builders much like yourself who have product for a first time home buyer as well as other home buyers in different communities and different buying levels um, to be able to accommodate the needs of those that live here as well as those that are moving here. Yeah, um, having the different product, the first time home buyers, I feel sorry for the first time home buyers and our locals, like you were saying. Um, all these people coming in, all these um, now saying that East Tennessee is the treasure we always knew it has been, um, are flocking to us and they have cash um, or equity from the property that they're coming from or the state. Sure. And our obviously our um, standard of living is a lot less than California's and Chicago's. So they're coming down here and getting what they see is a bargain. And what we see is this just driving up home prices because um, they're supply and demand. Um, they're gobbling up every single, all the supply and our local people, the people that are young families that are having a baby and just need a, a starter home, a three bedroom, two and a half bath that used to be 250,000 is now 350,000. Mm. So affordability is a, is a big concern. Um, of ours and i think it needs to be a big concern of just knox county um and tennessee in general um we see we see people getting priced out especially at interest rates we'd be at three hundred fifty thousand dollars starting price at three and a half percent interest rates people could afford that now they're at six percent seven percent interest rates Hmm. and that payment has gone double right and it's just hard for someone to buy a house right now it's a it's a. Uh, I feel bad for. I feel bad for all the all the buyers right now. It's tough. It, you're not only you're 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 competing, and you're signing up for a payment that you know that your neighbor probably didn't have to pay. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it is tough, and you know, yeah. Of course, we're going to focus on East Tennessee, but it's not just an East oh, Tennessee no. problem, right? No, this not. is this is across the country. We see the same issues, um, and and the beautiful part of that is obviously, I mean, you and I, I think we originally met at the Home Builders Association, and being a part of the association, not just here, but on a national level, uh, and I think the neat part about that is that when you have home builders who are members of the association and participate, they're able to get information from the national level, from people who are in areas experiencing what we're experiencing or who have already gone through what we're experiencing and they can help us work through that navigate through that how can we make changes to ultimately at the end of the day help the consumer absolutely the the national is a wealth of knowledge that us local obviously we need we don't have time to go get the information so being that having that information provided to us so we can navigate and and alter our our business plan for the future right now we know that our houses and lots to get more affordable you just have to build them smaller so we're we're trying to come up with some products that are a little more smaller maybe a two-bedroom or something that first-time home buyers that only need the two-bedroom or even people that are downsizing and baby boomers that are downsizing only need a bedroom and a guest bedroom and don't want that big house or to clean mm-hmm. and that also don't want that big payment 
um, we're trying to, knowing that that's the future and affordability is, a, is a critical, we're trying to come up with something for that. Yeah, and... You know, and I, I do want to say, because this is one of the reasons why we celebrate homeownership, is the flip side of that, Josh, right, is is that these folks that are moving here, they have made that investment. They have made the investment. They have ridden the train to be able to capitalize on the investment. And, well, they're bringing their capitalization here. Yes. So, you know, the flip side, that is good for us. That's good for our economy. Uh, And so I don't want anybody listening to think that we don't want that, right? But there is, you know, there's a lot to unpack when we look at that scenario of how East Tennessee being as absolutely amazing as it is, there are a lot of financial benefits to being here. Um, uh, beyond the, just the natural beauty in the multitude of things to be able to do, uh, you know, it makes it a very attractive place to want to come and want to be. And we all get that. Yeah, we no, that's a good point. We, we welcome the people moving in. Um, we used to think Knoxville was a secret. It is it's no longer. It's on every, it's on every top 10 chart. It's on every map. Now it's a, it's a destination for people moving it's um we and we welcome it it, it is and uh you, you know again it's uh you, you know we welcome people to the beauty and and i think i mean it's just life right it's just like we see it because we talk about just like we're talking this month the the benefits of home ownership when you make that investment that largest investment that you will most likely make in your entire life you you want to be able to know that a you're securing that investment but hopefully, B, like all investments, you want to have a return. Absolutely. Equity. <clears throat> Equity. Equity. That's right. That's one of our biggest um, business philosophies. We want, when you move in, you have instant equity with us. Yeah. Um, and that's the apartment dwellers that are paying. That I know people, a lot of people are forced into apartments because they can't find what they want or can't afford what they want um, and are paying these high rents. They're not building any equity. In those, yeah. in those apartments, and apartments are great for everyone, for everyone in a time of life. Um, Absolutely, and they they fit the community for they help the community, they help them grow. People moving in, people that don't need a house right now, it's a great temporary thing. But if you're going to stay somewhere for three to five years, I'd sign up for a mortgage and start building equity. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to that, but uh, but again, I, I think. The biggest thing is is when we look at buying a house, it it is an investment. investment. It, so and you're committing thirty years. You are. You're committing yeah. thirty years to it. You are. Well, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, maybe right. Like well, you said, you're three to thirty five. years of your salary. Right. So I mean, at some point in time, you got to pay that back. You know, and but again, the beauty of it and the beauty of home ownership is you are you're building equity. You are building value in in yourself by just owning a home Absolutely. and and that's what's important that that really is so important to kind of take heed and, and be aware of as well um so some of the things that we i alluded to before and we of course you know me i just keep talking and run out of time but um while we're in this transition while we're waiting for this house to be built there are some things that we can be doing to prepare 
um, on that estimated timeline. What are some of those important things that we should be doing, Josh? Well, obviously, you're going to be scheduling when you're going to start packing, moving. You're going to contact the post office. You're going to do those little things. There's obvious things that people know they have to do. They go change their address. And what they might not be thinking about is what utility company that they're going to be moving into, um, knowing how that utility company, I mean, they're all pretty self-sustained on the website now. Um, your internet, who's your internet provider, getting that scheduled and wanting to hook up because everyone, a lot of people move in on Fridays and there's something on TV Saturday that you want to watch. Um, I mean, that's the first thing you get turned see, on, right? Because oh, the power's yeah. on. Oh, so yeah. At closing table, the mom and them are all happy, but the, the dad's like, I'm getting the TV hung. Comcast will be or whoever will be there 8 a.m. tomorrow. Yep. Um, we hope. We, yeah, we, between eight and five. Sorry, sorry, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go there. Um, your insurance, your HOA rules, your um, you're moving into a community. Um, see if there's an HOA Facebook page or something that you can join and start getting involved or start meeting your meeting the neighbors and being concerned about what anything that's going on in that community. Um. And then obviously the big things, which your lender will tell you, if you're getting a mortgage, is no big, no big spent items, no, no new cars, no big purchases. Don't, yeah. don't go get, don't buy anything. Don't go get the furniture yet, which is hard to do for some people because, um, yeah, the car might break down or something might happen that they have to um, pull that cash out. Well, um, obviously that can affect your um, your financing. So making sure that you don't screw anything up between closing day after closing day then you know do whatever you want to <laughs> do whatever you want to. it's all free game <laughs> yeah it's all free money um no just little things like that um i'd say another thing is mapping out like the, the area you're moving to like personal story for me the hospital i just had two kids there too and i'm from knoxville born and raised in knoxville live in west knoxville and well, my kids got sick, uh, had a 104-degree fever, and I was like, you know, I was going to – the wife said, let's just take them to the hospital. So I got in the car, and I just went to Park West. And they immediately took me back, and I had an eight-month-old, had a 104 fever, and all these nurses – after we got everything settled down and he was fine, um, all these nurses came in, was goo-goo-gagging over a baby. I was like, what's the, what's the deal? And when the doctor came in, we don't get much ba- many babies here. Most people go to UT hospital or children's hospital. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're right. I should have gone to children, <laughs> but I was in that knee. I was in that moment of I'm just going to go to the hospital, and so knowing where you need to go because you're in that when you have to make that split decision, where are you going to go? So just mapping that stuff out, knowing so when you're into when you're in your new home, what area of town you're going to, where you're, what you need to know, where you need to go. That is definitely some good advice right there. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about a few more good tips for when you move into your new home. So stay tuned and join us right back after this short break here on Around the House. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp from His Security and Technology and we are visiting with Josh Sanderson from Smith Build Homes. We are uh, trying to help you avoid some of the pitfalls and be prepared for the process for when you build a home um, as we celebrate 
homeownership month this month for the month of June. And, um, well, if you've listened to me very much at all, you know that I, I get off track quick and easy. And uh, especially when Josh and I get together and start talking, we can <laughs> kind of dive into whatever subject it is. Rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so we were talking in the last segment about some of the things to be doing and in, in preparing for, um, you know, the one thing that you failed to mention was to call his security and technology and make sure you get that alarm system and, and get, get ready to have all those TVs hung. Uh, you know, I wanted to remind you of that part, Josh, don't, don't forget that. Uh, but seriously, I need to watch a new home buyer hang a TV. Uh, don't, uh, -uh. Mm -mm. I've, I've been on the backside of many of those disasters. Uh, not a good thing. So, um, but again, all good information, right? Making sure that you have these things set up in place. And again, this is, this is where communication is key because as we have discussed multiple times already this hour is that this is, I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's a moving target. Closing date is a moving target because there are so many bits and pieces to the puzzle that have to occur in order to get there. So um, just think about those things. Think about setting up those services. Most of your um, internet provider and, and TV providers, if you go that route, most of those companies are able to fulfill installations in, in short windows typically and if they're out a little ways they can put you on the uh, uh cancellation call list um so don't feel like you've got to book that a month in advance but i would always suggest call them and make sure your address is built and serviceable in their system that's probably the biggest thing coming from that world um so here we are we've we've built our new house we are moving in we've moved into our new house our movers helped us our friends helped us whoever yes. helped us Right, maybe you even our friends on moving day. Maybe even our builder lent a hand. I doubt it, but uh, yes, you're right. You have no friends on moving day. Uh, so, what what are some of the things that now that we're in this new home, Josh? What do we need to look at? What are the things that are important that we're aware of? Uh, like knowing where the hospital is. Uh, what about things in the home? What should we be looking for? What should we be mindful of? Yeah, I would. I think every builder has a process, whether it's through the sales representative or themselves, have a new home orientation that will go over warranty and things. Um, but it'd be important to you and your spouse or you and whoever's living with you. Know where the water cutoff, cutoff valve is. Something could happen, a washer could overflow, and you need to cut it off. Know where that is. That's that, I think that's important. Um HVAC, where are your actual units, where are your condensers, uh, where are your air filters, making sure you change your air filters. Set With technology today, just set a little calendar reminder every three months to change your air filters. It's, it's that easy because that, that <laughs> it, you get those clogged and it will ruin the unit. Um, understanding how this, when it, heavy rains how the yard drains um making sure you don't put a fence in that dams up maybe a drainage swell or make sure you don't install a fence on top of a utility um just knowing getting to know your home walking show looking at every inch so when something is in an emergency not an emergency just when something is you need to make a quick decision you know what you're where you're going what you're looking for um, and you're not causing damage that over long term would, it might not be happen overnight, but 
when you dam up a fence or you, you put a fence too low to the ground, it dams up on a swell or something, it can cause water to go other places. It might go mm. in a crawl space. Yeah. Um, if you're on a crawl space, know where your crawl space drain is. A lot of people don't realize that a crawl space is an unconditioned, unconditioned space that allows water to flow through the crawl space into a drain. And um, we've had phone calls a lot of times. I got water in my crawl space. We go and they've had, they've got storage under there and it's clogged up their crawl, their, their hmm. drain. We unclog it and you'll just see that water pass right through. So when, a lot of people don't understand that on a crawl space, you do have, um, a crawl space drain to that you need to maintain um gutters where your gutters draining out at making sure they don't clog keeping your gutters clean if you're in a in a you got a lot of trees around you um i got some big huge my house was built in 1985 i got i think 1985 trees <laughs> I'm, I'm up there four days four times a year at least whether it's the saplings in the spring or it's the fall obviously with the leaves in the fall but I'm up there all the time cleaning out gutters. Um, maintain, just maintain your home. Um, making sure you're getting to, getting to know your home, but also taking care of it. Yeah, there's there is a lot to learn and a lot to know. There is there water is. shutoff is important. The water shutoff is important. Oh, how, how a washer drain works. Make sure you put it in the hole. It doesn't <laughs> go into the into the ground. Um, Little things like that, how disposal works, um, your garage door. A garage door has two sensors. It's a safety mm. mechanism. So yep. if a kid or a ball or a bike or something's in the way of that closing sensor, the doors can't close. So when you're pushing your door, your button on your garage door and the door won't close, check those sensors. If they're not lining up and that beam is, is not connecting to those sensors, it won't close. When the power is out and you need to get out of your garage, there's a little red lever on a string. You can pull it, and it will disable the mechanics of the machine, and you can lift, physically lift, the garage door and get out. I'm sure someone listening to that is shocked that I have to explain that, but you wouldn't believe how many times I've called us and say, I can't get out of my garage, power's out, what do I do? Uh, trust me, I know. I, but really, right? I mean, if... If if I'm a young person, I, I know. you know, I, well, we're not shocked. My fir my first time that I was in my first house, I had no idea, nope. right? Uh, you know the things that you learn. So here's so over time, we have learned what people don't know to point out. You know, you know what we need to do, Josh. We need to take one of your models, and we need to once a quarter just have a, a class in one of your models. Absolutely, we'd love to, and do a new homeowner orientation. There's a great idea. We'd love to. We can do that through the home builders. I, I think that's awesome. See, look at there. there I agree. Here we go. Education. Let, you let me know when you when, when we want to do this. I, we'll make that happen. Today's a perfect day for it. Today is a perfect day for it. Well, not, no, it's not. I'll be golfing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they call it that I do. I call it landscaping, you know. Uh, I, I, landscape, I landscape with my nine iron. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Uh, any rate, well, I hope that you guys have enjoyed some of the tips and, and pointers that Josh was able to share with us. And uh, again, I, you know, I know when Josh and I get together, we just kind of we, we we hit some rabbit holes. Um, hopefully, it was enjoyable information to listen to this morning. Uh, our next guest coming up, we're going to talk about the home inspection process. 
But uh, not to be remiss, we can't miss our topic of the day. So we will cover that when we come back in after this break. But today is National Iced Tea Day. So uh, be ready to give us a call or text with how you like your iced tea at 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. I'd like to thank Josh again for coming and joining me this morning. It's always a pleasure to have you here, Josh. And we will be right back after this short break here on Around the House News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to Around the House. You know, I really like that bit of we will talk about just about anything that has to do around the house. And I don't know about your house, but at my house with two young kids, we get into some crazy stuff around the house. And, uh, well, hopefully it's enjoyable for y'all to uh, to listen to and hear about our adventures around the house. If there is anything that you would like to hear about, on our show, please let us know. You can email us at the house at hissecurity.com uh, or you can go to the Around the House Facebook page and, and shoot us a message there. We would love to hear from you. So, uh, as we went to break, I got a little behind this morning, and our topic of the day is today is National Iced Tea Day. So, did you know that all types of tea? Whether it be green tea, black tea, white tea, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It all comes from the same plant. I think that's quite amazing. It all depends on the drying process uh, of what these leaves actually come out and taste like. And um, so, again, to me, it's kind of interesting. Tea was first cultivated by the Chinese almost 5,000 years ago. And the only tea plantation in the United States is in Charleston, South Carolina. I, I wonder if that's mixed with a sugar cane field. Because if you've ever had tea in Charleston, South Carolina, it's uh, quite stout. Quite stout. Um, again, I want to thank Josh Sanderson for being with us the first hour. And uh, my guest this second hour, we have Susan Bentley uh, and uh, Zach Weatherford. I got it right. I was trying to do it by memory, which I don't have one of those anymore. Uh, from Bentley Home Inspections, and we're going to be talking about home inspections. But first, Susan, how do you take your tea? Sweet, 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 sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. What, you, uh, what about you, Zach? Sweet tea all the way. Yeah? No no green tea, black tea? Uh, it's okay every once in a while. but You, you know, if I'm going to have... Chick-fil-A sweet tea. If I'm going to have a different kind of tea, I'm probably not... It's probably not going to be iced tea. You know, yeah, um, and 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 there is a distinction between tea and iced tea. I learned that. <laughs> I did okay. not realize that it was so distinctly different. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I used to be a big sweet tea. Now I'm a unsweet with my own sweetener in it, and uh, you know I grew up as a young sapling living in the Midwest Illinois areas, Southern Illinois, I always remember going to my grandparents' house and they always had saccharin. That's how we sweetened our tea. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget grandpa and grandma, they had saccharin tablets. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that was the best, you know, and then they came out with that stuff, sweet tin in a bottle, you know, that liquid (laughs) saccharin. Um, Anyway, 
That's my reminisce of sweet tea. If you've got a sweet tea story, let us know. 865-656-8255. You know what? Sweet tea and around the house. Let's face it. We're in East Tennessee. They go together. They do. There is, there is, I guarantee you there's some sweet tea going on around some houses this morning. Uh, So speaking of what's going on around the house and around town, hopefully today on your TV, about three o'clock, you'll be watching our baseballs take on um, uh, Southern Mississippi. Uh, I couldn't remember which Mississippi it was. Southern Mississippi and Hattiesburg, Mississippi today. We did not get to host the Super Regional, but, you know, it is what it is. Let's go get the W. If you can't watch it, listen to John Wilkerson make the call of the game on our sister station, WNML, the sports animal. Keep Knoxville Beautiful is having a June Spruce Up Day from 10 to noon at the Knoxville Firefighters Association building on North Central Street. Just show up. They'll put you to work. Just have closed-toed shoes. Knox County Parks and Rec puts on a second Saturday concert each month this summer. Tonight's concert is at Clayton Park on Norris Freeway in Halls, featuring the full-service band from Austin, Texas. The show is at is at 6 p.m. It is free. Bring a lawn chair and enjoy their quirky feel good groove. For more information on all events happening around town, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. And if you're in the market for some sweet tea today, I do know there may be some national companies that may offer you a cup for free. Check it out. Um, So as I alluded to, our guest, um, our second hour here, in the home inspection business. So as we continue National Homeownership Month, um, we look at the physical structure and the other things to know when you're buying a house, making sure it's well-maintained. We don't have Super Santa in the house today, but we have Zach Weatherford who is here to, uh, well, uh, as Susan said, the the new Donnie, the mini Donnie, Donnie Jr. I don't know. We're going to come up with all kinds of names for you, Zach. But I'd like you to uh, meet Susan Bentley and, and Zach Weatherford from Bentley Home Inspection Services. Good morning to you both. Good morning. morning. I'm glad that y'all are here. Um, Susan, of course, you and I, we, you know, do many things together. Zach actually was... I think in training and did an inspection at my house with Captain Donnie um, many years ago. And so um, I know what type of work that you guys do. But uh, if you are in need of a home inspection, visit BentleyHomeInspection.com or give them a call at 865-986-2516. By the time we get to one our show today, you will know why that is the number that you need for home inspection services. So, Zach, man, you know, I, I just, it's so weird looking at you and not seeing that big, white, fluffy beard. <laughs> Donnie, if you're listening this morning, you owe me ice cream, buddy, because I hear you're making some. Yes. Uh, so, Zach, how long have you been in the home inspection business? I've been in almost five years now. Almost five years. And, and let me guess, Donnie Bentley taught you everything you know. For the most part, <laughs> but did you say that, Paul? Try, try to teach, teach me everything he knows. So okay, that's, that's, okay, it's a lot to overcome. So, so you, in other words, you've learned some good habits elsewhere too, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I try to learn everywhere I go. <laughs> we'll pick on Donnie a little bit. Uh, so, 
Zach, I'm glad that you're here. Um, you know, as we go through and we talk about new homeownership or ownership month, as we go through this month, as we talked in the first um, hour with Josh, you know, that's an investment and, and this is an equity into our finances and, and, and an emotional investment as well. And so as we go through this process of this investment, obviously we want to make sure our investment is sound, but we also need to make sure that, well, we might know what those areas are that we need to maintain in our investment. And obviously I'm sure that's where uh, you guys can come into play. Um, real quick, we'll, we're, we will take a short break here in a moment, but real quick, tell me, what's the difference between a new home inspection and a 50 year old house inspection? When you go to that inspection, if it's a brand new house versus an old house, are there some obvious things that you like, I know I'm looking at here? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, I, I grew up in this area. I'm originally from here. So, you know, going out first off, we generally always pull up the house and listing photos and see how old the house is. And that gives you a pretty good idea of what you're going to be looking for and some of the conditions that may be present there. And then, uh, with a new home, you know, everything's usually pretty well done up and, you know, very, very obvious if there are any issues there. So it's, it's not as easy for things to be hidden over times and years of renovation and, and just age and weathering of the house. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's, I think that's important, right? When, when you have that home inspection, the first thing you do is you're, you're already investigating. Um, and, and then you're able to take your experience to, uh, I'm going to use the word my wife loves to use is to kind of streamline the process. Um, obviously just like us through when we troubleshoot a problem through our experience, we kind of know where to start and know where to go. And, and that is important that, that experience is vital to a successful uh, journey for all in this homeownership. Um, uh, well, this homeownership journey that we're on. So uh, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about home inspection. What is it? How it works? How it benefits you and all involved right here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. My guest this hour, we have Susan Bentley from Bentley Home Inspection Services and son-in-law and Donnie Jr. We have Zach Weatherford in here, who is uh, our inspector, uh, well, I guess soon to be inspector number one, right? Yes. I mean, there we go. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, if you're listening this morning, if you've got questions about home inspection, do I need one? Why do I need one? Or uh, you just need help answering a question, give us a call. Give us a text, 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. Bentley Home Inspection Services team is in the house, and they definitely have the answers for you if you have questions so Zach, what is a home inspection? Why do I need it? Do I need it? What's it all about? So basically the, the easiest way to explain it is a home inspection is really a snapshot in time of what condition of the house is when we are there. So we give you a, a comprehensive breakdown of the outside of the house, inside of the house, hard to reach places above, below, and sometimes beyond. 
um, what's going on with the house and the structure and we check most of the appliances it depends on if they're permanently installed or not and then uh, whatever's all there at the house it it can include um, you know various other ancillary inspections water tests well inspections septic inspections uh, up, up to radon testing and mold testing i i didn't realize you had all those additional tests that you guys did that's pretty cool because I know, I mean, obviously, if there's a septic involved, you, you want to have uh, some testing done to identify, uh, obviously, I'm sure, the water. But uh, do you guys do perk tests as well, or is that a little outside of your... We don't do the perk tests, but that's like Josh earlier was talking about his beautiful home with all the big trees. Yeah. Um, that's where we're really going to encourage somebody to do a sewer camera because <laughs> those big trees have big mm. roots. And the yes. last thing you want is to have that kind of expense and that kind of issue. So mm. so we don't do the perk test, but we do what they call a septic dye test and then the sewer camera. And the sewer camera is a little more comprehensive and catches some other things. So Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you really are in the... Oh, just kidding. Shouldn't go there. Hey, I'm just saying, one call does it all. That's been the motto since 1997, and it continues to be. Well, and, and you know what? I mean, that's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like us with the many services that we mm-hmm. offer, it's it's nice to be able to have uh, uh, one call to to get so many things done. So in the landscape of today's world, how do are you seeing that home inspections are being waived more still at this point, or are you guys back to doing some more inspections we uh last week we had our uh uh we had rod in here rod reeves talking about the mortgage industry how they do not require a home inspection which blows me away um i mean because they're not protecting their investment but um i know that that's been topic of conversation that when people are going to buy homes they're waiving contingencies they're waiving home inspections they're waiving all these things how how has how that really affected you, and are you seeing the home inspection still being a huge part of the buying process? Two years ago, we saw a lot of waived inspections, but I think agents, cause, and we talk a lot about that and we talk when we teach, uh, is how that, that inspection protects everybody, the sellers, mm-hmm. the buyers, and both agents. So um, there are actually several lawsuits in Tennessee from not having and waiving that inspection mm. and agents have a checkbox in their contract and and what we're hearing is that checkbox is not enough hmm. is what they're standing on to uphold their fiduciary responsibility and that's scary so so we are so blessed to work with so many agents that they'll figure it out and we can get it to it pretty quickly um we love a seven day uh, timeline for inspections five day we're good with right now we're seeing a lot of three and that makes it a little bit crazy but sure. but typically we can make that happen so you know that's the the beauty of the size of our team and, and our mm-hmm. coverage area and, and having everything in-house you know you call you actually get ladies that are sitting in our office um, which is about to be in a new location so you'll be getting that phone call because his security is the only place to be able to get all that wiring done but <laughs> We're super excited to be able to say that, that waiving the inspection is a minimal in the market right mm. now. So that protection for the for that home buyer is there. And yeah. and we really want that, even if it's a no contingency. In other words, mm-hmm. you just want to know right. what it is. Because yep. if you have to walk away from a little earnest money and, and your inspection, but it saves you thousands and thousands mm-hmm. and thousands and thousands of dollars, that's, that's, that's good money well spent. 
Yeah. Well, and and I'm glad you kind of mentioned, and, and it's one of the things I do want to just mention that real quick because I, I will tell you, Bentley Home Inspection Services is they are the only number that I ever have if it comes to inspection. Uh, but the reason, one of those reasons being, is Susan alluded to, they are so ingrained in our community. They're so ingrained with our uh, realtor community, with our mortgage community, with everybody that's involved in the buy sell process. Anything that you do, anywhere you go, everybody knows Bentley's because you guys work so hard to, A, stay on top of what you need to know, the legality issues to be able to share and teach the realtors, uh, as well as the feedback from the realtors. And I think that is so essential. And much like us at His Security Technology, your service area is quite large. And, you know, Look, we're in East Tennessee. We're spread out, okay? I mean, you can say, hey, I service a 30-mile radius, and that could still be an hour drive, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, um, I know like us, our, that area is spread out. And so having the planning, the scheduling, and the dispatching of those employees, uh, it is, I mean, I'm going to tell you what, it. I feel like a clown with a wig and a nose and, and 25 different size objects trying to juggle it, it can sometimes be a, a mystical path to get that to happen. So um, we understand that and, and knowing that. But I, I just want to say thank you. I, I commend you guys for what you do in the community. Um, and as you mentioned, <clears throat> Santa is out making ice cream. Yes. Doing, uh, again, some some community uh, events. What did you say? It was an antique tractor show? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I wish I would have, man, I should have, wish I'd known that. My father probably loved that. He's in town, so, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, I digress. We'll get back to home inspections. There till four. Come on down. Ice cream is on me. Uh, stop teasing me with ice cream. I've been doing so good lately. So good. Um, so, you know, we, you mentioned it, waiving that inspection, it it can be such a scary process. And and as everybody knows nowadays, I mean, look, nobody wants to do anything. They just want you to sue and go to court and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's a difficult world. Uh, but being that that is the world that we are in now, everything comes down to doing the best to protect yourself. And then obviously your client, um, to me, that is the essential piece. What are we doing to protect our clients? And, and I know that through that home inspection process, that's what we're, it's what we're doing. We're providing that level of protection. Um, I don't know about those crazy check boxes, but anyway, we're going to stay away from there. So Zach, I want to know what's the craziest thing that you ever found in a home inspection? Well, one of the personal favorites always the floor jack under the beam, holding part of the floor up, and then uh, you know melted circuit breakers. Oh yeah, water water heaters with a TPRV valve plugged, uh, basically a ticking time bomb. Yeah, yeah. Now, so everybody knows that that TPR valve is a temperature pressure relief valve. All right. See, I actually knew the answer. I want you to know that, but I, I didn't want to steal Zach's thunder. Uh, and that's essential because that is, that's the regulator, right? That's the regulator of pressure through temperature in that water heater. If pressure builds up too high and, and you don't have that valve or if it's blocked, there's nowhere to release that pressure. And as Zach alluded to, it is a ticking time bomb. Um, so 
Uh, I, I'm just curious, with all of the influx of tankless water heaters now, is there much for you to inspect on those? Tankless, you really, it's kind of a challenge because you really almost have to look at the manufacturer information and, and really dig deep into it on, on your own. Um, our continuing education credits that we do a lot, they, they touch on it a little bit, but there's so much more information out there. If you'll actually just get out there and um, Google's the answer for everything anymore. So, you know, you can get out there and really educate yourself very well on tankless water heaters because they require a lot more maintenance than mm. a, than a traditional. Yes. And, and then depending on which one it is, depends on what the maintenance is. And, uh, you know, Hey, by the way, I just want to throw this out here. If you're Googling the answer, make sure that you get about eight different articles and, and then come to your own conclusion between all eight they're all going to be different. Oh, yeah. They they will all be different. Yes, yeah, I mean Google is Google is national opinion website, right? It I mean is. it's all it is. Um, so when when you do Google, it, I always love to tell people that, right? Make sure that don't just read one article. Just like when you you know you see that post on Facebook, go, do a little research. You know, spend a little time. Find out if it's true or not. Get the real answer. Uh, but it, I'm glad that you said it because yes, there is maintenance involved. Uh, and, and unfortunately on an inspection side of things, you don't know if that thing's been flushed and maintained because there's no telltale sign to know that. So, I mean, I would imagine about all you can do is, is yeah, it's powered on. It looks like it's working and it doesn't look like it's leaking. Is, is there much more beyond that? I mean, that's about well, it, right? Fortunately for the tankless water heaters, most of them, especially the, uh, the bigger brands that they have out there, more streamlined, they have, uh, they actually have a digital display on them that mm -hmm. they have, you know, diagnostic readings and warning lights that'll pop up. And there again, you can Google those things and yeah. figure out what is actually going on to know who you need to call. Um, but I, I actually come from an aviation background and one of the, you know, we use parts cleaners and everything for jet parts mm -hmm. and we deal with deionized tankless mm -hmm. water heaters and it, it was an absolute nightmare i've changed at least eight of them in about two months so yeah i'm i'm a little more versed in tankless water heaters unfortunately um but yeah the the residential world is, is far easier to deal with than than those are well you know i mean when you come from from jets you know, I mean, I, I guess what I mean, what do you want, right? I yeah, mean, we took him out of the sky and cool jet and put him in a crawl space. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about the mother-in-law love, but you know. <laughs> well, it's hard to yeah. fall in a crawl space. <laughs> it, it is hard to fall, right? You don't have to worry about not being on the ground. That's for sure. Um, but uh, we, we're going to talk about crawl spaces when we come back because I've had my fair share of days in crawl spaces. Uh, <laughs> and we just was having this conversation. I'll tell you this funny story when we come back. So stay tuned. Come back right here on Around the House, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. <laughs> Welcome back to Around the House. Scott Brokamp, his security and technology and in the studio this morning, we have Zach Weatherford and Susan Bentley from Bentley Home Inspection Services. If you have questions, need to know about a home inspection, ifs, ands, well, or anything else about it, we have the pros in here. Give us a call or text 865-656-8255. They'll surely be able to answer any questions that you have now. Before we went to break, we were talking about crawl spaces. 
And uh, so I told you I was going to tell you my story. So I, I have recently joined my uh, local CrossFit from the uh, urgings of my wife. Try to get my sorry sack back into shape here. And uh, I, as I went to to go to my session on Friday, everybody was kind of joking and talking and laughing. And uh, apparently in the the gym, there we have this little loft that, over their offices and apparently there was a garden snake uh, about eight to ten foot long that decided to slither on down the steps while everybody was in there working out so somebody caught it on video as they were taking the pvc pipes to try to kind of maneuver and get this snake out and uh, I, unfortunately i did not get the climax and the final ending on video uh but it was funny but it it, it brought up the topic and conversation of critters and fears and you know spiders and snakes are the top two and uh and and it made me remember it i mean i'm in and out of law crawl spaces not so much anymore thankfully uh, but i i spend a lot of time in and out of crawl spaces and one of the things that i always worried the most about was encountering either a possum or a raccoon i have not had to deal with a raccoon in a crawl space but I have a possum. And I'm going to tell you what. When you wake them suckers up, they're mean. And when you're in that space, they're mean. You know, I've I've run into snakes in crawl spaces. I've never had a snake try to attack me. By golly, you get a possum in a crawl space, they're coming at you. I mean, they're coming at you. Um, so, Zach, I, I'm sure you've, you've had a few incidents in the crawl share with us one of your good funny ones i mean let's let's have fun this morning right uh i was about 65 70 feet back into a crawl space and it's really really tight we call it a belly crawl yeah where you yeah. really just can't even be on your hands and knees and i turned over to get a look at a pipe and i just happened to catch something on the side of a floor joist and when i looked up there was a wolf spider about the size of my hand <laughs> with uh with its legs sticking out beside the insulation so i took my picture and i got out pretty rapidly yeah. damn wolf spiders boy they can jump yeah but look at the size of zach's hands i know the the, the listeners can't see that but they're huge paws yeah, i mean well, he's got he's got big old paws this is true i i mean look uh, I, I mean, I'm going to say he's half the size of a basketball right there. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, well, I can. Hey, wolf spiders, man, they look. Uh, I'll tell you this. When I was young, I'll never forget. My brother and I were in the house. It was late at night. We weren't even supposed to be up, you know. And we're out there, and, and there's a daggum wolf spider crawling. I mean, and you're right. I mean, they get big, right? But they're fast. Mm -hmm. They They run. They jump. Oh, yeah. And we're in here running around. I'm jumping around from cushion to cushion. My brother's got a daggum uh, shovel from the fireplace. We're trying to smash this stupid wolf spider. And then, of course, Mama comes out yelling and screaming, what are you boys doing? I mean, but that, but that daggum thing, it chases all around the living room. Anyway, I digress. But, listen, we got to have fun no matter what. You do. Now, Susan said, I do to Donnie Bentley, but I said, I don't do addicts, I don't do crawl spaces, and I don't do bugs. And I'm real adamant. Good thing Zach and them do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that should have at least been in your training. You have to at least be in one. Mm -mm. No. Nope. <sighs> All right. 
Zach, you got, come on now, you, you got gear. Uh, all right, so let's get back to home inspections, the the serious side of home inspections, because this is a part of home inspections, mm-hmm. because when you find rodents and things like that living in a crawl space, well, they've gotten there somehow, right? And so that's an important part of that process as well. But in a home inspection, so what does it cover? I mean, what, what are we looking for? Uh, and tell us about some of the items that you have found or some of the most popular things that you see here in East Tennessee. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of things that we ran into, you know, especially on the outside of the house is drainage around the outside of the house, which I believe you all alluded to earlier. And then, um, you know, we, we do our best to get on every roof we come to. Um, my, our, our opinion is, you know, if, if we can see it, we need to go. Right. If, if we can go, we need to go because that's the only way ultimately that we can know what's going on. Um, you know, and like I said, we go in all, we go in all the places that nobody else wants to go mm-hmm. because 90% of the time, that's where all the issues are going to be. Sure. Um, basically, you know, we do everything from look at the water and mechanical systems, you know, check the, the air and the heat and, um, remove the, the cover panel on the electrical panel and do a general visual of the electrical system and, you know, circuit testing and stuff to make sure everything's wired properly. And then, uh, but the only thing we don't get into is troubleshooting or chasing down issues. If we find something that's not, doesn't conform to the typical home inspection or standards to practice by our standards, we refer out to a qualified contractor. Mm, gotcha. Well, um, and that, you know, I mean, that's absolutely, it's a great point, right? I mean, you're, you're there to identify it, not to fix it. Right. Um, so I think one of the things, and I'm going to ask this question because, you know, I, I know it comes up all the time. So when you inspect a home, obviously you may be inspecting an, an older home that was built before whatever the code standard is today. So when you're inspecting a home, do you, are you inspecting it with today's code in mind or with the previous code in mind? Or does that just have to be your experience to know how to classify certain things? There's, there's a very happy medium between, between those two, you know, obviously if a house was built in the fifties, it's not going to be to the same standards as today. Right. Um, but you know, you always keep that in mind because what was wrong back then, you know, typically not much. So by today's standards, you're going to find a lot more, but it's, it's ultimately up to you to disseminate that to your client of, Hey, you know, this is the way they did it back then. Or, you know, if you find you know, aluminum wiring or ungrounded circuits, you know, hey, this is a safety issue, but these are your recommendations for resolution. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know we've all kind of, you know, we've all faced it. Uh, of course, in my line of work, smoke detectors, that's always the one that, that always comes up, you know. And I mean, there's there's new technology products that people put in, and, and then you've got an older home that before – um, I think it was before 2010, I think is what it was. I don't even remember anymore. Um, but before that time, it was not required to have a smoke detector in every bedroom and outside every bedroom, you know. And so, and I know that comes up because we have clients call us. They're like, hey, we're selling our home. And they said we need more smoke detectors, you know. And, and so it is a juggle. I mean, it's a balance. Um, and, and, and again, that's one of the things I love about you guys is that when that inspection is done, it, it's still, there's, there's conversations, right? So, I mean, obviously I know when you guys did an inspection for me on my house, I had questions and I called Donnie and I said, Hey, explain this to me, you know? And that's the important part of that is that when things happen, your realtor that you're dealing with, or you as a client, you can always 
contact Bentley's and say, okay, this is on my report. Can you, can you help me understand it? And you guys do, you do a phenomenal job in your report. It's pretty much self-explanatory, but of course me being who I am, uh, I had more questions. Um, and so I definitely appreciate that. And I know that that's, um, that's instrumental in, in really the quality of job that you guys do. So, um, sorry. We appreciate that. Just going to brag on the, the report. We really want it to where, you know, the inspectors know very technical language, but in the report, they'll translate that where it's very easy Mm -hmm. to understand. And, and it's broken down for us in this is acceptable, marginal or defective. And so, and then at the end of our report, we have that summary. So that way you can kind of see what, what it is you want to either negotiate or what, you know, you need to plan for in the future and then you know you were talking about you know smoke alarms and so the founder of our company my sweet husband santa claus he is uh we were founded in 97 he's he was a career fireman so he did that for 33 years so that's very much ingrained and in my prior life i did a lot of fire prevention so in our report that is definitely a part we need to report on that but we actually have a link that they can go to with the state of tennessee and the local fire department can provide those smoke alarms. And most people don't know that that service is out there mm-hmm. and, and they'll come out and put it in because once again, you know, all of the fire departments across the state, the last thing they want is, is to have to answer to an injury or, or heaven forbid a fatality. Yeah. So they're very open into let's help make that happen. So that's actually something. And, and we're really the only home inspection company that includes that. I would love for to see others and mm. we'll help them do that if they would like. So that's, those are the things. Cause what we're looking for, like we're not codes inspectors, we're looking for safety issues and to be able to tell you this is what this home looks like and and what you need to address Mm. and i mean that's a valuable point right is is you're you're not a code inspectors you're you are basically just you're looking at a house in terms of wear and tear in in i i guess construction how things are done does it meet a an acceptable standard for today's standard right some of those some of those things may involve code, but that's not, it's not code driven. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times I'm sure that you may agree with me gets confused a lot. Um, They think a home inspector is coming in and are going to enforce the codes. And because a lot of times things come on a report that has nothing to do with codes. Mm -hmm. It's just a, this is going to be a maintenance issue or the way this is done is going to lend itself to additional problems down the road. Um, So there are some pitfalls that hopefully if you have Bentley Home Inspection Services, you don't have to worry about because they're going to help point them out for you. We are going to take a short break and come back and finish speaking with Susan and Zach. And, uh, well, if you've got home inspection questions, give us a call or text 865-656-8255. We'll be right back here on Around the House. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We are in the final stretch final segment of our show this morning i hope you've enjoyed listening uh as we are continuing to talk about new home new home ownership month or ownership month as it is home ownership month the investment and the equity the process the ins and outs beginning to end we're covering it all this month and uh well we're wrapping up today talking about the home inspection process and um 
learning about home inspections. So, Zach, it's all you, man. Home inspections. What do, what do we need to know? What's important? We have new homes. We've got all kinds of maintenance and follow-ups. You guys offer so many things. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just call this the cleanup section of the show today. You can cover the odds and ends for us. What do you think? I mean, you know, obviously being in the industry, it's, it's my opinion that everybody should have a home inspection. Um, we, uh, we actually are starting to see quite a few more people who aren't even in a transaction real estate wise that are getting home inspections on their house just because they've lived there for a really long time. And, you know, they're only starting to hear about home inspection or particularly uh, radon testing is becoming a lot more prevalent around here with the influx of, of people from different states. And, um, you know, as you build the relationship in a, a radon transaction, you know, you start talking to them about home inspection and, you know, maybe maintenance items that need to be addressed and so on. And, and then that's real easy for them to, well, you know, how much is a home inspection? You know, then we can go out and do a home inspection. You know, they may have lived there for 35, 40 years. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's just a whole lot of things that they never know. And then, uh, you know, on the, on the new home, uh, new construction inspections, um, I've, I've still yet to meet a home inspector who likes new construction inspections because we shouldn't find anything. Mm. And it's, uh, unfortunately we find quite a bit. Sure. Uh, well, so. and you know, it's kind of like, as we, I was talking with Josh Sanderson in the first hour, you know, I, I mean, home builders, it, we're all people, you know, mistakes happen. And, and I know that obviously, you, you know, you hear some people who don't want to have a home inspection or new home construction. And, but at the end of the day, again, people are people, mistakes are going to happen. And, and even, even though a builder may do the best that they can do to catch anything that is not right, it, it's just, it's just a part of life, right? Well, and you know, there again there's been so many homes built in the area and, and just i mean look at the last year mm-hmm. and what i try and explain to people and really try to make them understand is you know you're upset with the builder but the builder can't see everything that happens every single day right that's that's where we come in mm-hmm. and you know dig deep into the home and go like i said to the hard to reach places and and places that people do things because nobody's ever going to see it right yeah, where where are those areas? Um, hard to reach areas on the roof. Um, I got up on a renovation house one time, and there was an entire section of a metal roof that didn't have any screws in it, but uh-huh. you couldn't see it unless you got on the roof. Mm. Um, areas of the attic that don't have insulation, um, mm. areas of a crawl space that don't have plastic. Obviously, I cause moisture damage. So uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few things that are just left undone, and, and sometimes it's a hundred percent intentional. Right, they just you know they meant to do it on a Friday, but they didn't get to it and they'll come back to it Monday, but then their truck broke down and they didn't make it to the job that day. Well, and you know, and I mean, you, you mentioned the, the, the insulation in the attic. I mean, I know so many times, especially in, in new construction that something may go awry or something got moved in, and the electrical wire didn't get moved when the framing got moved. And so now you're doing that post essentially post build and and so now you've got trades that are unfortunately trampling through the new insulation and now it's getting matted down and and now it's getting moved and and shifted and shaked and uh and and so 
you know, unfortunately, things like that do happen, right? right. Uh, but it's important. Like I know we do. When I'm in an angle, I was just in one the other day that we had to do some stuff and made sure that when I displaced it, I put it back and then did my best to to try to fluff it. It was cellulose, so I tried to to, to fluff it back up because the believe it or not, in cellulose, the air in between the particles is a part of the process of the insulation. Mm-hmm. See, lucky! I learned something. I love it. New construction. The the beauty of that. We have a lot of builders that they love for us to come in. We're breaking, basically making their punch list. Yeah. So because once again, and it's a check for their for their subs. And and like Zach said, most of it's not intentional, you know. But if you're building, you know, five houses in the same little subdivision, and and you're that electrician, and you're doing that, it starts mm-hmm. to look the same. And and there's it's an easy way to say, oh, I, mm-hmm. I forgot, or like you say, that schedule shuffle. So it, for us, that's how we do. We have a lot of builders that we actually go in their model homes and teach CE classes. So, you know, our relationship with builders is great. I really encourage somebody to do that. And, you know, then just get the inspection and it just kind of helps move things along. So, but we love being able to say, this is what's going on. Here's, here's your problems. They're easily solved. Right. That's, that's the, the beauty of new construction. Yeah. You know, I've got somebody there that's very eager to solve anything that we find, whereas it's a negotiation <laughs> everywhere else. Oh, yeah. Boy, isn't it, though? Isn't it? Uh, so uh, you got a note here about an 11-month inspection. What is that? Explain that to me. So basically, you know, after the home's built, we, we come back. And typically, we try to make it the same inspector who did the initial inspection. Um, sometimes we didn't even do the initial inspection or they may have not had an inspection when the home was built. So then, you know, they run into issues, drywall cracks, you know, maybe an appliance wasn't functioning the way it was supposed to. So we come back and really it's, it's kind of to provide a punch list to the homeowner to present to the builder. Hey, you know, these are the things that we found. Uh, these are the things I would like rectified before the warranty expires. Um, and, you know, really try to negotiate to, you know, due diligence there. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, being an, uh, I mean, we built our house, uh, I guess, two and a half years ago now, you know, there's, there's things that, I mean, it's just, it's just natural, right? It's sheetrock, it's sheetrock, it's plaster. And, you know, nowadays, you know, look, when they lay sheetrock and plaster and they want to keep it as thin as possible to keep from having deformities in, in that being straight and level. And you, you know what? Sometimes the thinner you make it, the easier it is to crack. Uh, you know, so sometimes having that, you know, little things like that, uh, not a big deal. So that's why you need to have a professional like Bentley Home Inspection to come in to be able to help you analyze those situations, figure out, hey, is this a big deal? Is it not a big deal? And what can I do to at least better protect myself in my investment of that new home or home that I'm in? You can reach Bentley's Home Inspection at BentleyHomeInspection.com or 865-986-2516. That's 865-986-2516. I certainly appreciate you joining us this morning. If you missed a part of today's show and want to listen again, there's a link uh, to replays on my website. Just go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find recordings of all of our shows or go where you listen to your favorite podcast and just search Around the House with Scott Brokamp.
I want to thank my guests for being a part of the program today. Josh Sanderson with Smithbelt Homes and Susan Bentley and Zach Weatherford with Bentley Home Inspection Services. Have a topic or guest you'd love to hear on the show? Send emails with your suggestions and comments to thehouse at hissecurity.com. Round the House was pr- produced by News Talk 987 with guest coordination services from B Media Savvy. Tune in next week. And in the meantime, enjoy this beautiful week around the house.